Hey everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week we begin a series talking about redemption. So, uh, full transparency, we have a guest with us in the studio. And when I say studio, I mean my office. office. Yeah. Yes, my <laughs> office. But anyway, we have uh, Jesse who is here with us today, sitting in, sitting in, my, in my desk chair. So if you hear background noise or us refer to what do you think, Jesse, just know that he's sitting here. Say hey, Jesse. Hey. Yeah, the mic's too far away. Nobody heard you, but we're glad you're here. <laughs> we're glad you're here. So this week, uh, we want to start kind of a double click and then probably another double click because we're going to talk about quadruple redemption. click. Quadruple click. Well, maybe that, not. I don't know. I think there's actually a setting on a Mac that causes it to blow up if you if you quad click something. Oh, let's let's just avoid that. Let's avoid that. Absolutely. But anyway, we're talking about redemption. And our big question today, the thing we want to dive into first, really deals with prior to redemption. We want to talk about the very, very beginning somebody's at to where, why do we not desire redemption? And we need to put this in context because we're, ta- we're taking a pretty microscopic look. Because there is an aspect where each one of us is born innately with a desire to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is we're backing that way up to where our internal desires battle against that. To where we're in a situation where we need redemption or there's an aspect of our lives that we need to redeem. We need Mm -hmm. to change. We need to shift. But the desire to stay stuck in the mud or to stay in the misery puts us at a place where we really really don't want to seek out redemption, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so why is it in those settings? And, and Justin, you gave a great example that was like the, the classic needing help drowning thing. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if we're drowning and we know we're drowning and someone throws us a life preserver, we wouldn't be reluctant in that situation to, to grab that. We would want that. And so in our lives, though, when we're faced with the truth of, hey, you're, you are sinful and you can be separated from God, in order to get close to him, you need this life preserver of Christ and life in and through Christ— why why do we not just jump on that? Why is there some some distance from that? Right. And and as we sit here and we kind of pre-process this before we started talking, like one of the things that occurred to us is the reality that when you say redemption, there's this kind of aspect of the definition of just that word that you were okay, things fell apart, and you need to be made okay again. Which, in the grand scheme of humanity, from the Garden of Eden to the end of Scripture, that's very, very true. But for us personally, being born into sin, it's essentially like somebody who's always been in the water drowning. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, we have no idea what it feels like to be redeemed. So from right. the time we're born, we have a desire for something that we know is good and well, mm-hmm. but we've never experienced it. Yeah, if, you're, if treading water is all you've ever known, then you know that something has to change. That that's going to take you out of the water. That's going to take you from where you've been. And I and I think we might have discussed this on some other podcasts. Uh, people in change don't always go hand in hand. And especially I think in the context of Christian redemption. And and if you're in church and you're not a believer and you hear that Christ saves and you die to self and all these things, that can be kind of off putting to go. Wait, I have to surrender my own desires and my own self, and yeah. I need to be less and he needs to be more. What does that even look like? And maybe I like my life, you know, so I don't yeah. want things to change. And so I think because we are born sinners, we are born drowning, we're born treading water, whenever that change comes, that's really something that a lot of us wrestle with because, like you said, that's all we've ever known, and all we're faced with now is a decision 
to change everything. And, and for, for me, who I've been a believer most of my life, like what you just said right there about somebody who walks into a church or hears the gospel, like that seems really abrasive all of a sudden, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because mm-hmm. if that's all you've ever known and you're speaking to somebody change, and I'm somebody that like, I like my rhythm, mm-hmm. right? I like for normalcy and stability and all those things that in reality are very fake in this world, but we think are real. But that that's what I like. And so when all of a sudden you start to talk about being redeemed, redeemed sounds like an abrasive word. Mm-hmm. Like it, and immediately when it's in that context, in my brain, I suddenly can go, you know what? I see how that word can be really scary and off-putting, right? Yeah. Especially if you're in a place where you don't feel like you've hit rock bottom. Or if you if you feel like you're in a good place, hey, you need redemption. Well, redemption from what? Life is fine. Life is good. I don't, I don't need that right now. And so um, I think what we have to do is we have to realize the truth of the matter is that we are sinners, that we are drowning. And if we don't change and we don't do something, uh, life is over. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the places, and there's there's a double thing we're talking about here because we're talking about redemption of a person holy, meaning coming to know Christ, knowing who He is, accepting salvation, things of that nature. But this also this this pattern applies to us as individual believers, and I think one of the areas that I get bogged down in when I'm not desiring redemption, when I'm I'm scared of rearranging my life is I do the comparison trap thing, right? Mm. I go, well, I'm not as bad as dot, dot, Mm. dot. Well, at least I'm not one of those people. Like, I take that judgmental element to go, no, everything's okay. Or I'll believe that lie that, like, I don't know, I feel like this was the high school phrase for making dumb decisions. I'm going to be smart about it. Mm. You know, like, like I'm going to make sure that nothing real bad happens, even Mm -hmm. though we don't fully understand Mm -hmm. the repercussions of sin. And so I think one of the blocks for me is... I try to put myself on a pedestal above other people mm. in my head. And I started to think about this like on, you know, one example we'll use of an area that, that people would need to be redeemed, even if there are believers, is maybe it's financial. Like maybe you were born into a situation where your family money was tight or money wasn't wasn't used wisely. That's how you've continued to live. And so all of a sudden you have mounds of debt and within your financial life, you come to a church service and they're talking about tithing and you're going tithe what? Mm. Right? right? Like how can I get to the obedience level of tithing when like I'm, I, I got nothing in my pocket right now and creditors are knocking down my door. Well, in that case, your financial life needs to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. You know, like that needs to be redeemed. And I can, in conversations, like I can understand people being at a point where they go, yes, I need to be saved from this, but that seems so unachievable and so difficult. It's just easier to continue to tread water. Yeah. To barely keep my head above it. And that's, that's an acknowledgement. Like for me with myself, I've got to be able to make and understand that there's a lie to that, Mm. that, that I know the redemption's, there, but part of the reason I don't desire it enough to move is because I'm really buying into that lie of, nah, my head's above water, <laughs> and mm, that's good enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, and maybe that's just it. Maybe maybe it's the the question or the abrasive we need to ask is, what areas of your life are you right now just satisfied keeping your head above water? Yeah, and I think that's that's a wonderful picture because if you think about it, if you're drowning, if your head's above the water. You know, are are you really drowning? You know, because you, your head's above water, right? right. You, you're in trouble, though. You yeah. know, you know that you're in trouble. 
then maybe it's just just your nose and your eyes are above the water. But then I think once your nose is beneath, when you when you can't breathe, when when you are in actual trouble, I think those are the things. That's why I mentioned rock bottom earlier. I think that we know something has to change. And I think with spiritual redemption, one of the tough things is, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's all or nothing. Like you don't get mm. to stick your toe into the water of redemption and, and salvation and go, I might be, let me try out being saved, a little bit saved. Now, I'm not talking about sanctification where we grow and our life, our lives change and we get deeper in our walk with Christ. I'm saying when you're redeemed, it's not, well, give me like 30 to 50% redemption and I'll, I'll test it out and see what that's like. It's, you make a decision at that moment to go, my life is in Christ, or, you know, I'm trusting you with my life. You're going to redeem me. And so I think for a lot of people too, if they don't know, if they've, if they've been in the water their whole life, again, that change happens and it's an all or nothing change. And I think that can cause us to be hesitant as well. Yeah. And I think like the other thing that's I've noticed happened with, with me that 10 years ago, I'd heard people mention this, like, especially people who are older, like they'd say something about like, well, that's just how I've lived and it's, and I can't change. Mm. And about 10 years ago, I was like, you know what? I don't understand that. Like, what do you mean you can't change? You know, and the closer I've gotten to, uh, uh, being an old man, <laughs> we'll say, I can feel in my brain me going in certain areas like that I know I need to clean up mm-hmm. that are miserable. So like like eating, okay? Like the older I get, the more bad eating negatively affects me. Mm-hmm. And I know that's an area I need to clean up. But man, I've got decades of keeping my head above water. Mm-hmm. And you know what's happening? My body is slowly starting to sink lower and lower. It's getting heavier my head's starting to dip a little bit lower, but I'm still going like, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm like, I'm like in the deep end. My nostrils are above my the water. My nostrils are above the water. It's like that movie scene where they're in yeah. the tank and it's filling yeah. up whatever. Like I'm getting there, but I'm still kind of going like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to change my diet. Yeah. But nope, it's okay. My nostrils are above water. Or, or we'll justify it and go, you know what? You only live once. So let's live it up oh. and just, let's just, let's just eat what we're going to eat. We're going to die anyway. And so I think the same thing with redemption is, you know what? I know I need something, but life's been okay, or I've I've been clicking along at this this pace for for a very long time. This whole changing thing, giving my life to Christ thing, that sounds disruptive, right? So let's just mm. let's just see how much longer I've got, and we're all gonna die anyway. So if I'm gonna drown, I'm gonna drown and die early, like a pretty corpse, right? You know, like <laughs> that that type of thing. But man, you just said something, and this might take us in a new direction, um, because not the band. Um, That's one direction, right? Or is there a new direction? Is there a new... Jesse, do you listen to One Direction? No. What about New Direction? Don't know. I think New Direction was a Christian band from the 90s. <laughs> Sounds like it would be. Or was it a TV? Okay, we'll get back to that. Another podcast. Um, but you were talking about those excuses we give. And one that's really dangerous, and I've done this, is when you're in that area where you don't want to be redeemed, like you love the sin more than your desire for mm. God, Um. And you take the attitude of, well, I'm a believer. It's okay. God will forgive me. Mm-hmm. And here's how that normally plays out. Like if we're being really honest with ourselves, the way that normally plays out is it's the mental chess game when you want to give in to sin or when you don't want to change something, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know the forgiving power of God, but man, I think that is super dangerous mm. because I feel like what that does is it begins to, like when Scripture talks about the denial of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. like it begins to put a practice into your mind of mentally denying God and shutting the Holy Spirit out. 
And that gets really dangerous because I think over time what that develops into is, and we talked about what numbness a week or two ago, Mm -hmm. but when you talk about that spiritual numbing where you're beginning to just push off and push off, man, that gets into dangerous territory when you go there Mm -hmm. because it's more than just about the struggle of the moment. Mm -hmm. Like that is a relational marker when you're saying to God, hey, I'm going to do something blatantly against you, but I know you're going to forgive me. And you're starting to get into a mental mindset where you're taking advantage of the forgiveness. Yeah. Well, I think, too, we can... There's redemption within redemption. So if if I can explain it this way, you have capital R redemption, which is done through Christ, the saving of your soul, new life in Christ. But then kind of along the lines of sanctification, there's the little r redemption, which is... Uh, you know, as a believer, I'm struggling with this area of my life. I need redemption there, whether that's money or um, any other kind of sin that you can think of. So I think we, we run into danger when we think, man, I've got capital R redemption. I've been saved. That's that's all that, I, that needs to happen. And that's true. We are completely forgiven. We are completely saved in that moment. There's nothing else we can do to add on or to take away from that. We are fully covered by the blood of Christ. However, Going back to sanctification, there's those little moments, there's mm. those things in our lives that we do have to redeem, and we, I think we get into trouble when we don't, and that's spiritual growth. I think that's Christ in us to bring those moments to light. So if we're not, if we're numb to those things and we're ignoring those things, yeah. we may have redemption, we may be saved, but we're not living a fruitful life. We're not living the life that, the full life that Christ has called us to and that he died and that redemption, that we're not tasting that full redemption that we should be. And I think that, that that can be a stumbling block for others. That can lead to just you know a, a Christian life that feels empty and not abundant. And so I think we have to be aware that there's redemption, and I think there's redeemable elements in our life, too. Yeah, and just speaking into that, that aspect of what you just talked about, which was that unproductive or distant from God, even though you're a believer. Like, the times in my life I've been there... The pattern normally goes like this, is normally in the early stages of kind of fighting away or allowing a sin to take over or giving into a temptation, the early stages it feels like it's not that big of a deal, but it eventually grows into misery. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just like, and then, then, then the attitude shifts, and I've witnessed this, I've experienced this, then all of a sudden you just have like this... Not a disdain for God and the things of God. You just have like this rub against it. Then it becomes this miserable existence that can be depressing and lead to like bouts of anger and all this other stuff that just surfaces to where you get to a point where your nostrils are above water. Right. And that's it. Right. And so, I mean, it's not, not as, uh, not as simple as, 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 you know, we might have described it necessarily that where it's like, or emotionless, like it's a heavy thing. Yeah, and I, I was just thinking about this, and maybe this is something we can elaborate on another podcast, but I've had people in my life that I think they avoid redemption, that they have issues with redemption, because they're not just treading water. In their mind, they think they're 50 feet down, and that the life preserver is 50 feet above them, and so I'm not redeemable. Like, this is, this oh, is, yeah. this is beyond redemption, so I'm not even going to reach for that life preserver. I'm not even going to try it. And, and that's a terrible spot to be, too. And I think we can find ourselves there, um, whether that's, you know, the capital R redemption, like, you know, Jesus could never love me, save me. I'm beyond that. That is a lie. Um, and, and his blood covers all of us. And so it's one of those things that that's a danger point. 
And I think also if you're a believer to go, you know, like what you just talked about, you know what, this area in my life, this relationship with a family member, it's, it's not redeemable. I can't, mm. I'm just going to throw that away, forget it. Um, that's also a danger point for, yeah, for believers. Up, right? Yep. The give up. Yeah. And, and as we kind of close this out, like here's, and I'm glad you said that. Cause I do think that's one of those things we need to add to that is the, an area you think you can't. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that's another reason we, we don't desire that redemption enough to make it actionable. And next week we're going to talk about that willingness, that, that, that desire that becomes a decision a ready to move forward. But just to review today, here's our challenge for you this week. Uh, as you're sitting here, as you're listening to this, you're getting ready to flip your radio off. Before you flip to another podcast, a song, um, maybe you need to run another mile if you're listening to us while you're running. Um, n- not referencing my eating habits earlier. I- I've got to go run now. But here's what we want you to think through. What areas of your life, or if you are if you stumbled on this on iTunes or something and you're not a believer and you're like, what are these guys talking about? Maybe it is your life that you need to sit there and you need to go, you know what, treading water is not good enough. And I need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Like I need to acknowledge that right now I do not have a desire for this area to be redeemed and then say, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take it to a next level, I think you can go through and you kind of look at the different reasons why we talked about it. You know, is it a pride thing to where, well, at least you're doing better than everybody else. Is it a fear because we've never experienced redemption in that area and it seems like it's too hard work or do you not feel like it's savable? Mm-hmm. And maybe just run down, spend some time in prayer. We hope this helped you in your relationship with God as we kind of double-clicked on this idea of redemption. We'll be back next week to tackle this from a different aspect. And if you have questions, you want to reach out, you want to know more about what it means to be redeemed by Jesus, then you can email me or Justin, matt at richfork.com, justin at richfork.com. We thank you for listening, especially you, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next week.